All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Rounds one and two of March Madness have been completed, and brackets have been busted. Um, on today's pod, we're going to look at the Sweet 16. We're also going to look at the our top five today, looking at specifically the top five players in our opinion of the March Madness tournament so far. Uh, we have NFL Free Agency, which has gone haywire at this point, and we also have uh, the spinning hammer roulette wheel. Um, fellas, obviously open opening weekend of March Madness did not disappoint. Obviously busted a lot of brackets, including my Kentucky pick, right from the start on Thursday. Um, and there have been plenty of upsets. Honestly, the SEC, poor, poor showing from the SEC. I guess that's just kind of a, a first thought from there, but... Uh, What's our uh, what's our opening opinions uh, about March Madness so far? Yeah, bracket update on the bracket. It's alive, but it's not. It's it's on life support. Uh, it's not officially busted, but it, it's certainly not good. Uh, I would say, yeah, I, I, something I take away: SEC definitely poor between Kentucky, LSU, Iowa State's in the Sweet Sixteen, but that was a very winnable game for them. Arkansas is really just sneaking by teams. So I would I agree with you. I think the SEC is kind of the story here. They they were supposed to be the probably first or second in a lot of people's minds, and they're just not. Yeah, I mean, and then on the flip side, I guess the ACC was supposed to be one of the, out of all like the power five, or I guess in college basketball you can look at a power six. I guess the ACC was supposed to be one of the, you know, you know, conferences down at the bottom, and here we are. We have Duke, Miami, and UNC all in the Sweet 16. So, um, Sporty, what were your thoughts about opening weekend here? Oh, shocking. Cr- craziness. The one word, one word response from Sporty each time. <laughs> not, <laughs> not expected. So, Sporty, what was exactly shocking to you? Um, One game that was shocking was Iowa losing to Richmond. Yeah, that was like right off the bat. That was, I think, like either the second or the third game of the whole tournament. And yeah, that that might be the biggest. Uh, well, okay, Kentucky, but uh, that that game was extremely shocking. Yeah, but I said, hey, I I did make a hammer. I said, watch out for the guard from Richmond. Oh yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, and you know what? They couldn't cover him, and he was he was the main factor in that game, and that's the reason. Why they beat Iowa? Yeah, uh, their point guard. And then, and then he crapped the bed against Providence. He couldn't do anything. I don't, yeah, I don't think he, did he even score any points. Uh, if he did, it was very low. But honestly, in the first day, um, Dick Vitale, obviously looking at his bracket, he lost his national championship both teams, Iowa and Kentucky, and he, Kentucky, and he lost his national champion with Kentucky. So that was a that was a bad bad first day yeah, for uh, Dick Vitale. Um. Yeah, my bracket. I had Kentucky, Kansas in the final. Obviously, Kansas or Kentucky went down. And then in my second one, I had Gonzaga and Auburn, and that one was looking good because I had, you know, I had Michigan in the Elite Eight. That pick was looking pretty good. Then all of a sudden, Auburn just completely ruins that bracket. So uh, I'm pretty much done in both of my brackets. Even if Gonzaga were to win it, too many people obviously have picked Gonzaga, so right. can't can't do anything there. But. Uh, yeah, definitely. I guess the story so far, um, if you really want to look at, I I would say probably there's there's four teams that have really just stood out so far in my opinion. St. Peter's, St. Peter's Peacocks, um, Michigan, just because of their seeding. Now we I mean, we've talked about this before. They have the talent that if they would have won a couple more games, they're they're a team that could have been like, you know, they could have been the sixth seed. They could have been a seven seed. Um, they probably have enough talent that where they, if they would have won enough games, they could have, honestly, they could have probably have been, in my opinion, a three or four seed. Honestly, if they would have, they have that, like, that's how good they are. It's just, they have a, they had a bunch of losses. So from their seed point, Michigan's kind of shocked everybody knocking off, uh, SEC champs in Tennessee. And then Iowa state and Miami, two teams that are going to meet up here in the sweet 16, both of those teams, you know, they have just kind of come out of nowhere 
Um, and they've beaten they've beaten some good teams too. So um, before we jump into all that, let's let's talk about our top five players of the twenty so far. So Hadley, I'm gonna start with you. Okay. Well, number five, you have to go, Doug. Eddard. Stash. Doug Eddard, the stud from St. Peter's, straight out of New Jersey. Kevin and I were were discussing this pre-pod. He's not lighting it up, but he's just making big shots and just coming up clutch for the for the Peacocks. So you just with this tournament, he's been the staple of it. He's got to be in there for me. Number four, I'm gonna go Kyler Edwards. From Houston. I was in Pittsburgh. He was nailing shots. He was destroying UAB, who a lot of people had as a dark horse to be 16. Um, and in game two, didn't shoot quite as efficient, but still put up a lot of scoring numbers, and he's playing really good defense. So I'm going to go Kyler Edwards at number four. Number three, I'm going to go Hunter Dickinson. He, I believe, just dropped like 29 against Tennessee, I want to say. Was stroking three balls. When he's doing that, he's unguardable. Um, definitely leading, leading Michigan to the Sweet 16. Number two, Benedict Matherin out of Arizona. Pro- definitely the best poster of the tournament so far. Whoa. As well as maybe the biggest shot. What was that? <laughs> What? I just heard this loud bang. <laughs> I have no idea. Sporty, you're right. You're right over there on your end, Sporty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Well, no idea. That'll be funny to hear when the fuck comes out. <laughs> number, yeah. Number two, Benedict Matherin. The poster was ridiculous. The shot was incredible. I feel like not enough people are talking about that. If he doesn't nail that, they're losing. And it, it was. It was beautiful. He's going to be a good NBA player. But number one, the king of them all, Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy is lighting it up. I want to say he had like, I know he had like 32 in game one. He had like 28 or something in game two. He is having a heck of a tournament. He, that stretch in the second half against Memphis, he could not miss. Teams are very dumb not to double him at this point. He is playing like a madman, and apparently I look I, I look like him, which is awesome. You do. You do. The best compliment of my life. Drew Timmy is balling. He's number one for me. There you go. Yeah, I guess, well, yeah, like we said before, pre-pod, we, you know, you and I, Hadley, we're going to have three of the same picks here in our top five. But before we get to mine, Sporty, let's, let's hear uh, your top five. And, and as always, I'm very interested to see where this is going to go. I'm like a wild card. You just never know what what I'm gonna, what guys gonna pull out here. Yeah, exactly. All right, the number five pick here. All my guys that I have here, they're all moving up. They're all playing this weekend. I would hope so. Okay, <laughs> number five. I got a point guard. It's really good. Pretty impressive. The first few rounds. Um, from Miami. Isaiah Wong. I like it. Yeah, I like, I like it too. He's, I like it. He's, he's averaging 21 points for the uh, first few games. The guy's lightning quick. He can shoot it. He can also drive the rim. Drive the rim. The guy's the guy has a motor to him. The guy never stops. That's why they're in the Sweet 16 because because of Isaiah. Four. Brady Manick from North Carolina. Okay. Yes, I know you got thrown out uh, round two. Deserved, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Game one. Where he's averaging 27 points per game, okay? He is he is nine of nine of 18 from three-point range. So, watch out for Brady Manic in the Sweet 16 as he will possibly light it up from three-point range again. So, I have him at number four. Number three, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. He is averaging 
24 points and eight rebounds through the first few rounds. That guy is playing to his capability the first few rounds. We'll find out tomorrow if he still can play like he did the first few rounds. Two, Benedict Mather. First up, or I haven't really watched Arizona that much until I watched him against TCU. And this guy is a stud. A stud. A <laughs> guy makes clutch shots when he beat, when he beat, and he made a huge clutch shot from about the NBA range. I would say about 30 feet away. Javi, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. It was... It was deep, and it was it was like a step back, too. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and like Hadley said, if he doesn't make that shot, Arizona's going home and, and, and watching. But but they're not. He is, uh, Benedict is averaging 24 points for the first, first two games. Um, and he's also averaging six rebounds, too. And... My number one from Gonzaga, Drew Timmy. Same exact top three as 40. I don't know if this has ever happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Timmy is averaging 20, <laughs> oh <my God>. 28.5 <laughs> uh, points per game. This guy's just a man child. Unsolvable. I mean, first two games, he's, he just comes alive out of nowhere. Is that kind of rude? Um, a man child? Is that what you call him? <laughs> yeah, he just he's a beast. <laughs> I feel like that's like a, an insult. I don't. That's I don't know. Is it? We're all men. I would say like a man amongst boys. Yeah. All right. I don't know. He's a got... man child makes it sound like he's like supposed <laughs> to be a man, but he's like. Like a baby. He's got kind of like a younger look to him, though, too. Yeah, no, okay, I, I agree. If you're going physical yeah. appearance, then yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, we'll Same. say we'll Same. say Sporty was going based on physical appearance. So you're calling me a baby, Sporty. I didn't call you, I didn't call you a baby. <laughs> Indirectly, you did. <laughs> hey, he's, Timmy's just, he's just, a, he's just another uh, a top-notch player. Yeah. Just another, just another level, top notch level. Yeah. From from everybody else. So, that makes it that makes it three trifecta a trifecta for Drew Timmy being our top player. Um, number five for me, gotta throw him in there. Doug Eddard. obviously hit two big threes Good. against Kentucky. He had like eleven huge points against um, Murray State. The dude's making shots. He's getting his team fired up. He's a nice spark off the bench, so we'll see. <coughs> we'll see how he can do against Purdue. Uh, number four, I got Isaiah Wong. He's putting up twenty plus points a game, and he's really kind. Of, he, you know, he's the commander for that for the Hurricanes, uh, Hurricane basketball team. So um, Isaiah Wong, you know, I think he they could he could take Miami to the uh, Elite Eight. I think I think they're I think they're going to beat Iowa State. So. I- I would love to have some sort of pride in my bracket. That's all. That's all I want. Well, that's what I have. Uh, my pride is with Michigan now, going to the Elite Eight, because I that's my one like yes. big upset that I had in the Elite Eight. So we'll, we got to root for Michigan. So I'm rooting for both. So yeah, I'm, I'll root for Miami too to beat uh, Iowa State. Um, number three for me, R.J. Davis. Huge. Yeah. Huge game against Baylor. He had I think like 30 points. Um, and I, I think UNC, as of right now, I think they have the upper edge against uh, UCLA, in my opinion. I think they have a more of a, a post game. And and if RJ Davis, if they can, you know, if they're gonna, if UCLA is gonna double down on Baycott and Manic, and obviously Manic can step out and hit a three. Um, but if they're gonna crash down on Baycott, then he can just kick it out to RJ Davis, and boom, you know, it's gonna knock or down. Caleb Love. Yep. I mean, they have some, they have some shooters on. On that UNC, they should have been better than they were this year. Yeah, exactly. Like Pitt, Pitt beat them. Yeah, that's not good. Like you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I got R.J. Davis sitting there at three. 
Hunter Dickinson at two. The dude was lighting it up from three. They were Tennessee was kind of giving him some space, and he was kind of doing, you know, at first he was kind of, you know, he started off the game doing that pick and pop as opposed to, you know, traditional pick and roll. And it got to the point where he was just stepping out, knocking down threes. And then the center from Tennessee, I don't know if you guys saw this, he kind of took Dickinson one-on-one and had a bucket, and he kind of put his hand down low like Dickinson was too yes. short. And Hunter Dickinson came right down, caught the ball in the post, and got an and-one bucket and just flexed. But that was – I was rooting for Their Michigan. center, for the record, looks just like Goran Drogic if he was like eight inches taller. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. Interesting. Where, where's Drogic from? What uh, Do you know what country he's from? You know what? I, I would guess, but I, I don't want to be wrong. So let me look it up. Because the center from Tennessee, he's from Serbia. And I know. That's what I was going to guess. I, I want to no. say Drogic is from. If Slovenia. I have, oh, okay. Okay. But, close. Yeah, close. Um, but yeah, I think Hunter Dickinson, he's, he's played a huge role for Michigan so far. So I got him at two. And then obviously, Drew Timmy. You can't have a much better start to a second half than Drew Timmy did against Memphis the other day. I mean, he was no. automatic. That little baby hook um, in the post there. Like, it was just good. Like, every shot was going in for him. So we um, got Drew Timmy there at one. So um, I guess we'll look at uh, – actually, from here, we'll give our – We'll just give our predictions, and then there's a couple of games that I that I want to look at specifically. Um, probably one in each region. Um, we'll break down, and we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll give our thoughts. I think what we're gonna do. Um, let's break down. Let's break down these games first, and then we'll give our uh, game by game predictions the rest of the way. So. First game I want to look at here is Texas Tech Duke because that's obviously a huge matchup. Um, Hallie, what, what do you think the biggest key to that game is going to be for for Texas Tech and Duke? Um, I would say Duke just needs to keep their offense going. They don't play great defense, uh, but Texas Tech plays really good defense. Duke plays really good offense. It's going to be strength on strength. Uh, you got to see. You got to see Paolo take take advantage somehow uh, um, and get your ball to your big man. Mark Williams is, is a stud. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be tough, though, against Texas Tech. I think that, that might be the game of this this region so far. Yeah, I think that, that's going to be it. It's going to be a real close game. Obviously, 2-3 matchup. It's going to be a good one. Um, Sporty, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop down. UNC and UCLA, who would you first give the upper advantage to and, and who do you think the biggest – or what player do you think has the biggest impact on that game? Uh, well, I think I found out the other day, I think one of UCLA's guards got hurt. Is that true? Uh, uh, so, Hawkes yes. has an ankle sprain, but he was day-to-day, so I, I'm assuming he's going to play. Okay, because well, that's that's a big question mark if he's going to – play and if he's full, fully 100%. Yeah, everyone talks about Juzang being their best player. He's their most explosive player, but I truly right. really think Hawkins might be the better all-around player. They said, yeah, they, I remember a reporter saying, if, if uh, what's his last name again? Hawkins. Hawkins. Hawkins? Hawkins. Hawkins? Yeah, Hawkins. They said if he doesn't play or if he's not 100%, that, that they'll probably lose. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, I do yeah, agree with yeah. At this point, UCLA has to be 100% in order to win. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, if, if Hawkins isn't 100%, I, I don't see UCLA winning. Uh, UNC's looked looked pretty good. Uh, they've dominated the boards. Uh, who's, who's their big guy inside UNC's? Baycott. Yeah, Baycott. He's, he, he's a stud inside. He controls the boards and has a nice inside game. Uh, the guy that got thrown out. The white guy, manic. manic, yeah. That guy just, that guy just shoots lights out from three. And then their uh, point guard, who's their point guard? R.J. Davis. Yeah, that guy, that <laughs> guy, that guy just drives the hoop. So yeah, they, they, they've got a good squad. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, if, if they beat UCLA and then go to a, I, I'm gonna say UCLA or 
I'm going to say UNC wins between five and ten. So I'm going to say like seventy to sixty or seventy sixty five, some somewhere around there. So all right, I say I say UNC will move on to the lead eight. Hammer that. All right, hammer it. Um, I'm going to jump back to you real quick. Uh, Arizona and Houston. Now I didn't realize how athletic, freakishly athletic, Houston and Memphis both are. Um. Yeah, Memphis played. Memphis was pretty. They looked pretty good against Gonzaga and Houston. <coughs> they just were jumping out of the building, making plays against Illinois. So, um, do you think that you know Houston's athleticism can keep them in the game against Arizona? Yeah, I mean, I watched them live. They're a very long team, but they're all very athletic, and they can all. You know, they're they're all competent, like. Their power forward can shoot. Like basically one through four, you have shooters, and everyone can swat your shot. Everyone can play really good defense on you. Everyone's a freak athlete. I, I think Houston might beat them. I still, I'm going to take Arizona, but Houston, if Arizona doesn't show up and they're hungover from that TCU win, look out for Houston. <coughs> Yeah, Houston, they looked really good against Illinois. So, um, I, yeah, I want to say something after you guys. Go ahead, go ahead. You're good. Go ahead. Um, I was um, surprised about the uh, TCU uh, Arizona matchup. Uh, TCU's point guard, Mike Miles. Uh, he uh, he carried he carried TCU on his shoulders. He uh, he was quick. He was too quick for Arizona, and I think uh, I think Houston. I think Houston's guards are are quicker than TCU. So I I, I think they're gonna. I think Houston's gonna win. Yeah, they <coughs> they could. I think they are. Yeah. Um. <coughs> real quick, looking at the Houston Illinois game. Um. I know it didn't have that much of an impact on the game, but. That technical call might have been the worst technical call I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so I was rooting for Houston. <laughs> but, I mean, as soon as I saw it, I had to tweet it out. Just It was it was truly one of the worst texts I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I've watched basketball a long time. That It wasn't even close. I mean, his momentum br- brought him forward, and he was just swinging back off of he the... He had a straight face. <laughs> yeah. Like there was no celebration whatsoever. I don't know what they saw. Yeah, that that was that that was real bad. Um, but anyway, jumping down to the Villanova Michigan game, I think that game, I think Michigan Michigan, you know, I think they can beat Villanova. It's just you know what what's Villanova going to do to try to stop Hunter Dickinson? Um, because it's going to come down to can Michigan's guards make make shots? Um, I think Villanova is going to put a big emphasis on Hunter Dickinson. Um, just because Villanova is a little bit of a smaller team, in my opinion, um, they're going to try to make somebody else, you know, like Brooks or Houston. Uh, they're going to make somebody else beat them outside of Dickinson. So look for him to get doubled every time that he touches the ball. And, you know, I don't think he's going to – I think they're going to make him shoot from the outside. Um, so it's going to come down to, you know, can he, can he make his threes. Um, the last game I'm going to look at real quick before we give – Game-by-game game predictions. Iowa State and Miami. Um, I think, in my opinion, Iowa State, they favor... <coughs> geez, obviously a low-scoring game. And Miami's going to favor a high-scoring game. Uh, Hadley, where do you see this game going? High-scoring, low-scoring? I say I think <laughs> Miami's going to beat the brakes off for them. Big, big. I think Iowa State is extremely lucky to be here. I think that that... Those four teams between Iowa State, LSU, Wisconsin, and Colgate was a just. If you were in that, you were blessed to have that draw. Uh, I think Miami is is actually a pretty solid team on a good run right now. I think Iowa State's going to run into a brick wall. Sporty, would you give the upper edge to the uh, Hurricanes? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm going to agree with Hallie. I think. Uh, Miami's gonna steamroll them. <laughs> All right, so um, 
Hadley, I'm going to give you the floor here. Give us, just break us down. Um, let's start up in Gonzaga's region, and then we'll uh, <coughs> I'll flip it over to Sporty. Um, so first games, Hadley, Gonzaga, Arkansas, and then Texas second Duke. Who do you got? I'm going to go Gonzaga in their most convincing win yet. I think they'll win by double digits. And then I'm going to go Duke in a very close one. All right. And then from Duke, Gonzaga, who do you have? Gonzaga in another close one. But All right, so Gonz- I, just, I like I like them in the rematch. So Gonzaga to the Final Four. Uh, Sporty, Gonza- uh, Gonzaga, Arkansas, and then Duke, Texas Tech. So Gonzaga wins between 10 and 15. I'm going to say about 80 to 65 final. And then I have Texas Tech winning uh, – 70 to 65. 70 to 65. And then from Texas Tech and Zaga, who who represents uh, that region in the Final Four? You know what? I'm going to go with the Red Raiders. Red Raiders with the upset. Yes. Um, more madness. More madness. I mean, honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I'm going to take Zaga against Arkansas. I'll take Duke against Texas Tech in a close one. And I'm like I'm half tempted to take Duke here over Gonzaga. Um, I I don't know. Nemhart was hitting some big time shots for Gonzaga, but outside of him, they don't really have much guard play. So uh, Duke's you know bigs, obviously Mark Williams being their biggest. I think I think Duke can I think Duke can knock off Gonzaga. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Duke here uh, to, to beat the Zags and go to the Final Four. Three different teams. Um, yep, three different teams. That's how we like it. Uh, down at the bottom, UNC, UCLA, and then Purdue, St. Peter's. Hadley, go ahead and roll it. Sadly, the Peacocks run ends here, in my opinion. I think Jaden Ivey's too good. I, I think Purdue wins by, like, 10-plus. Um, and then UNC, UCLA. I just – I'm going to assume that Hawkes plays. I'm going to assume he's healthy. And I'm going to assume McCronin gets it done. I think UNC's way too up and down for a true Elite Eight run. I think UCLA will sneak one out. I think this might go to the team. All right, and then from UCLA-Purdue. Uh, I'm going to go Purdue. Just too much firepower on offense. Yeah, they, they have, they have, they're, they're solid all top to bottom. I mean, there's not yeah. there's not a position where they can't rely on somebody to make a big-time play for them. So, I mean, When that, you can just sub out Edie for Williams, it's, like, not fair. Exactly, yeah. Um, all right, Sporty. UNC, UCLA, and then St. Pete and Purdue. So I'm going to go with, uh, I think, Hubert Davis and the, and the UNC tutorials get it done. I have them moving on. I have them playing Purdue. I see Purdue wins by about 10-15. UNC wins by about 5. Then I have um, Purdue, Jaden, and Ivy going to the Final Four. All right. I think him and, him and uh, like I said, him and Edie and uh, the guard from Butler, PA. Yeah, Morton. Yes. And don't forget about Williams. Yep. Yeah. Williams has been on a stud lately. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree with you, Sporty. There, I'm gonna take UNC over UCLA. Uh, I think Baycott's presence is gonna start to take over, um, and then I'll take Purdue against St. Peter's, and then if they can continue to make shots. I'm gonna ride with the Tar Heels to the Final Four. So I got I got UNC and Duke in the Final Four, meeting up for a fourth Whoa. fourth matchup, fourth Whoa. matchup. So. Um, all right, going over to Arizona's region. Hadley, Arizona-Houston and Villanova-Michigan. Like I said, I think Arizona-Houston will be a really good game. Uh, we're going to have Arizona pointed out by two. Whoa. Tight one. Tight one. Tight one, tight one. And then I'm going to have Michigan beating Villanova. I like Villanova, it. Villanova, I, yeah, I had them upset the Delaware in the first round. Sue me, okay? But... <laughs> <laughs> they're not that good. They're they are very experienced and they don't make mistakes. But they're not gonna blow you out of the water. Yeah. If if Dickinson can have one of those twenty five point games, I think they have a clear advantage. So I like Michigan. Yep. And then from Arizona, Michigan, who do you got? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I keep forgetting to do that. You're good. I'm going to go Arizona. I think that's whenever, you know, I think Michigan's making it even this far is a pretty good run. I, I think the magic starts to wear off at that point. So Arizona, probably double digits there. All right, Sporty, flipping over to you. All right, I got uh, I got Nova winning by about five, and I got Houston winning winning by three. Then I got uh, Nova going to Final Four. I think uh, Colin Gillespie is going to carry them to the Final Four. He just he's an experienced guard. He's been there. He, he's been there. He's been in the. March Madness. He knows what he knows what it takes to take his team, you know, to the Final Four. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get it done this year. So, over to the Final Four. All right. Um, I'm gonna agree straight with Hadley. Give me Arizona and a tight one against Houston, and then I'm taking Michigan over Villanova. I think Villanova's. I think their guards are really pesky, but I think they lack a dominating inside game. I think that's where Hunter Dickinson can kind of take over. And then I I mean, honestly, like I said, I think Villanova's gonna I think their guards are gonna come down and try to double. Um, which will cause Michigan to have to, you know, shoot a bunch of threes and I I think Brooks and I Houston's due for a game. I mean he he'll he'll be able to knock down some threes for them. So give me Michigan and then from there, give me Arizona. I think the Wolverines run's gonna end there. So Wildcast the final four. All right, last region, Kansas Providence. And then Miami, Iowa State, Hadley, roll it. Like I said, I think Miami's going to steamroll Iowa State. I don't think Iowa State's any good. Uh, and I think Miami is good. So that's really the only difference there. Now, Providence, Kansas. This one's interesting because Providence is the weirdest team in college basketball, in my opinion. They're the kings of winning by one point or they lose by 30. Well, in this tournament, they won a pretty close one, absolutely blew out Richmond, and now I think they're due for a loss. So I'm going to go Kansas by double digits. I just I think I think this is the game that Abaji actually shows some sort of big time presence. And then from there, I'm going to say Kansas wins a close one against Miami. Yeah, I think that's definitely the, the correct call there. Sporty, who you got coming out of Kansas's region? Uh, I got Kansas going to the Final Four. All right, so you got Kansas beating Providence, and then who you got between Miami and Iowa State? Oh, I got Miami steamrolling them. Steamroll. Steamroll. I guess. What do you think they win by, Sporty? Fifteen. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna say fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be double digits for Miami. Uh, Iowa State struggles to score points, so. Um. So I'm going to take Miami as well, and then I'll take Kansas and over Providence and Kansas over Miami. So I think that's the first region, first and only region that we're, we've all agreed on every single pick. Yes, it is. So, all right, off of that, Hadley, you have Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, Kansas. Who, what's your national championship game, and who's your national champion? Gonzaga versus Arizona, and Gonzaga and Drew Timmy and the boys win it all. All right. From the beginning, baby. Got to stick with it. Sporty. Go with Gonzaga uh, and Kansas. No, I would, no, you have Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Come on, sports. <laughs> He's thinking of his other brackets. They made Gonzaga. Yeah, I, I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in total. I'm in five five brackets total. All right, all right. Yeah. We'll give you a free pass there. So you have so you have Texas Tech, Purdue. Um, I got Texas Tech playing Kansas in the finals. Texas Tech, Kansas in the final Big Twelve give matchup. Give me Bill Self, national champions. All right, Kansas winning it all. Um. So I have Duke, UNC, Arizona, Kansas. Um, I think I think Coach K and the Blue Devils get revenge on UNC, and I think Kansas knocks off Arizona. And then I don't think Duke can win at all. I think they fall short, and I'm going to take the Jayhawks in a tight one over Duke. Remy Martin's going to have a big game in the national championship game. Mark my words. Remy Martin, remember the he's name. He's been the deciding factor since he's, he's since he's been back from injury. Yeah. Remy so Martin. yeah, I mean, if he was healthy, they could have. I mean, they would have. I mean, obviously they were still a number one seed, but I think they would have been a lot better even if they had him, you know, healthy throughout the year. So I'll, I got Kansas Jayhawks cutting down the nets. Um, all right, before we get into the spinning wheel here, uh, just a couple couple quick 
free agency moves here in the NFL free agency. Um, it's been crazy. A lot of different signings. Um, three quarterbacks we're going to look at real quick, and then we're going to look at a wide receiver that had a big transition today. Um, first off, Watson, Sean Watson, going to the Browns. Um, the AFC North is is loaded right now as far as starting quarterbacks. Um, and obviously, you know, the Steelers were able to pick up Mitch Trubisky, so... Uh, which I have, you know, mixed opinions about. Um, so those two quarterbacks got picked up. Uh, Matty Ice to the Colts. Hadley, I'll let you talk about that in a second. And then we also have Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, which really blew my mind. I have no idea why he's going there. Yeah. You don't take you don't take away the one of the best wide receivers away from Patrick Mahomes. Let's just start with that one. I want to hear your opinions on it because I know this is coming from someone that drafted him. Was it second overall or first overall last year? Like he was maybe third overall for me. I mean, I think there was like two running backs taken, and then I took Hill. Um, Yes. I don't know specifics about you know if he wanted out or or what. I know that you know the Chiefs allowed a you know some trade talk, but. I now that he's going to the Dolphins. First of all, I was thinking about keeping Jalen Waddle one of my leagues, and I was thinking about keeping Hill and in, in Hadley in your league. Um, those are gonna be my two keepers. But now I, I I can't do that because they're on the same team. Um, I saw a stat where it's, you know the Dolphins now have the two fastest wide receivers on the same team. Um, but when you don't have somebody consistent at quarterback, I think that's really gonna hurt. Um, I mean, you know, they're still going to find ways to get him the ball. Tua, Tua can still put the ball on the money, but I don't think we're going to see as much of a dominating performance as he typically would, you know, with Patrick Mahomes. So, I don't know. My my uh, my investment with Hill and fantasy is kind of just – and I hope he proves me wrong because I, I still might, you know, draft him or keep him in the league, but I don't know, a little bit, a little bit nervous. I don't think I would take him third overall, you know, if I'm starting from scratch in a – in a fantasy league here, but uh, yeah, very interested to see, you know, can Tua really turn it on and, you know, cause I mean, they have two, two studs at wide receiver. Um, I don't know. I'm just very, still a little bit of shock kind of, I thought that Hill and Mahomes would kind of stay together for a while, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Hadley, what, what, what were your thoughts about Tyreek Hill? Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Just complete shocker. Uh, again, I don't know why he would want to leave. Uh, they they have success every year. He's putting up fantastic numbers, and they're probably still going to pay him pretty well. What I'll say to you is that he wanted to be the highest-paid wide receiver in the league. The Chiefs did not want to do that, and that's why he got traded. So get your bag, I guess, Tyreek, but I think he's going to really regret it. And yeah. Yeah, I, I lost a little bit of respect for him today. Again, I understand it's a business, um, but to the fans of Kansas City, I'm sure they're just going through a whirlwind of emotions today. So, like, I, I get making money. I, I 100, I get it. I get it. But when you're already in a system set up for success, that's literally the front runner for the Super Bowl. A Super Bowl contender. Why would you leave whenever when everything's going good? I mean, I know you just lost to the Bengals, but still, you have Pat Pat Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey. You still have a really good offense. Defense, obviously, they're gonna get they're you know they're gonna pick up some pieces, so their defense is gonna hurt a little bit. But I think they're gonna be able to replace you know the guys that they're gonna lose. But seriously, you're going to the Dolphins. You you're you're gonna barely sniff a wild card spot at this point. Yeah, I, I sadly agree, and I'm sure Dolphins fans think otherwise. But do we really see Tua doing anything? Like Sporty, do you think do you think the Dolphins can legitimately make the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think they're gonna get eleven. I think how many games you play this year? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. I say they go eleven six or better. Yes. See, I, I see like 10 and 7. I mean, I could... I think Tyreek Hill is going to make Tua really, really, really good. I mean, I mean, 
I don't know. It's it's gonna be. I just I I have no clue what to expect from the Dolphins. I mean, even with, even in a division with the Patriots, it's gonna come down to one of those two teams stealing a wild card spot. You still have the Ravens. You still don't count out the Steelers. Um, and then you have the Browns. What whatever goes on here with Deshaun Watson? I mean, it's gonna be very tight. And then over there in the NFC or AFC West. That division is loaded. Yeah. So you have to get by not only your own like they're not gonna beat the Bills out. There's that's not happening. Yeah. Um and maybe can they get past the Patriots? Maybe. Maybe. But I mean the Jets are, are better than people think. I'm telling you. I I was on that I was on the train last year when they hired Sala. The pieces are coming together. Like yeah. They're they're getting to a point where they they're gonna be competing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the AFC East is not just kind of a, a cakewalk, you know, when it comes to the Jets-Dolphins. But, I mean, we're talking about the Dolphins here. I mean, they're they're going to have a tough game with the Jets. Two game, two tough games with the Jets, two with the Pats, and two with the Bills. Yeah. Um, I don't see them having a winning record against, you know, I think at best they, they, they go 3-3, three and three, you know, against these teams. Um, now... My I don't I do not blame Miami because when a guy like Tyree Kill is up for sale, you you bid. Oh, you get him, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm I'm just I can't understand it from Tyreek's point of view. Right, right. That that's why yeah that's where I'm going with this angle. Dolphins made the correct move. They went and got him. You got to get him. But Hadley, yeah, like you said, uh, he wanted to be the highest paying receiver in the end yeah right I mean, but but look look what he, he got to what me he what's what's 25 mil to 22 mil when you're a superstar athlete that can just go get a brand deal yeah or, right and that and that is literally lined up to make the playoffs automatically with yeah, the team. and i mean you're that's your like that's your your home that's where you've started that's where you know like yeah, a, i guess you wanted more money guys and you got what he wanted yeah, but it is what it is. And that's why I lose respect for him because I, I I, just don't understand the two or three million being the why difference. Why do you lose respect for Tyreek Hill, Abby? Because two or, sports. two or three million annually being a difference in who you play for. I, I and Who wants more money and he got it? Yes, I, but I just okay. think that the millions of Chiefs fans that had to check their phone after they got off work and see that their favorite player was traded. Like, like Sporty, I would lose respect, and obviously this would never happen, but if Tom Brady, like, obviously he left the Patriots, just, let's just say let's say the Lions were just going to have some absurd amount to pay him. I would have lost total respect for him to leave the Patriots just to go make more money with the Lions. Now, that's, that's not to the extent that Tyreek Hill did it, but you go from a playoff team, a playoff lock, you know, a, big, a guaranteed lock, pretty much, to fighting for a wild card spot. I don't think the additional little. Chunk, I just think it's strange. It's yeah. just strange. And and for the amount of you know time that he's put in with KC, the, all the you know, you know, Pat Mahomes. I mean, he was. They were the one two. I mean, you couldn't get a much deadlier duo between a quarterback and wide receiver. Now it's just oh. And they helped them. They, yeah. They signed Juju. That was supposed to be like. Like, Ty- Tyreek, you don't have to be a decoy anymore. Like, we got another guy. Now Juju's going to be the number one receiver, along with uh, Kelsey. Yeah, which I-, I was just texting someone today, and I said, I feel so bad for Juju because he went from, as a number two, he's phenomenal, and then when he was a number one, he was not. Yeah. And we thought he was going to be a number two and have a really good shot, and now he's number one again. So yeah. How do you think he'll do with the Chiefs, Juju? Before, if you had asked me yesterday, I would have said excellent. If you asked me today, I'd say uh, yeah, yeah. With with Hill and Kelsey on the field, Juju would have thrived. But now, yeah. now it's there's a little bit more. It's just gonna be the Kelsey show all day. I mean, it is. It really it, is. it is. But I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. Dolphins. Yes, I know that Juju can't fill Tyreek. Tyreek. No. No. No way. He went. He went. Okay. Is he? Is he even gonna? Okay. Well. Juju snipped 800 yards. Yeah. Yes. Well, he snipped 1,000. That's where it's getting close. I think about like 900 to 1,000. 
it's it, it's iffy with him. Um, but yeah, from a from a team's standpoint, if I'm Tyreek Hill, would have just stuck it out with the Chiefs. Money standpoint, obviously, if you're gonna go chase the money, go to the Dolphins. Whatever. Um, all right. So out of these three quarterbacks, Watson, Mitch Trubisky, and Matt Ryan, which quarterback do you think is gonna have the most success in year one? Hadley, I'm gonna start with you. Well, you know what the answer is for me. Yeah. And no, I did not talk myself into it like I did with Wentz last year. I truly think this is an awesome fit. Uh, we basically are reverting back to a Philip Rivers s quarterback, but in my opinion, he has a little more talent. So I think that I think this is a match made in heaven with Frank Reich. Yeah. Um. I think it was definitely a, a nice a nice piece for the Colts to get there uh, to fill their quarterback situation. Uh, well, what I'll also say is Frank Reich's – If I watch obviously a lot more Colts football than the average person. His offense is predicated on timing. It's it's all about timing, and it's all about accuracy, which you could say that about a lot of guys. But once getting out of the pocket and making extra stuff happen, it just wasn't. It was it was not a good recipe whatsoever. I think Matt Ryan is it's gonna suck having a tree trunk in there, but I'm tell it's gonna be so much better for the offense. I, I really think we have a really good shot at winning the, the AFC South if they go and make a few signings. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I mean and looking at the other two guys, I mean I'm gonna agree with you there with Matt Ryan. Um looking at the other two guys there, obviously Mitch Trubisky, don't know what to expect from him. Um, obviously he's, he's an okay bridge kind of quarterback. I don't see him being the long-term kind of, kind of guy. Um, he's a good sign in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It was at first I, when I, when I first heard they got him, I was like, what the heck? But honestly, Low risk, high reward. yeah. And at this point you have him there. Um, he has the experience he has, he has a good amount of wins, you know, for, um, being in, you know in his in his shoes, you know, I mean, obviously being with the Bears, it's gonna be tough to, you know, get twenty. Well, I think he has like twenty nine wins or something like that. But um, he's made the most of you know what he's worked with. Um, but I, I I still think you know the Steelers are maybe gonna go after Malik Willis. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what what we what we do there with that pick. But I for, will say I hate to tell you there's no chance he falls to twenty. I don't, so they will have yeah, to trade up. I don't think he falls to twenty either. Um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do long term. I mean, I don't know if Mitch is the guy long term. I still think that they could use Mitch as a bridge for the next two years, and then they'll draft Phil Dracovic next year and um go from there. That's just my opinion as of right now. But uh, I, and, I truly think they have a shot at Pickett. I really do. They, I, I mean, if you were to tell me two quarterbacks, I'll take Pickett. I'll take Dracovic. So I'm telling so. The way the market's looking, Jimmy G and Baker are left. There's only really two teams that need a quarterback. Seahawks and Panthers. Yes. So if they if that happens, then you're looking at we'll say the Steelers and the Falcons that kind of have like bridges. Yeah. I think the Falcons would take Willis and I think the Steelers could maybe trade up into the teens and get Pickett. I think it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But then you also have teams like the Broncos and the Commanders who they have their temporary situation, but you know, soon Russ is going to be gone. I think he has another five years. You still think. think five? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then you don't know with Wentz. Wentz could be. I, I don't. I don't know with Wentz. I think Russ is thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay. Um, and then you know, over there in Cleveland, you don't know what's going to happen to Sean Watson. I mean, I'm rooting. Yeah, you know, I mean. I'm hoping he can play just because I'd be interested to see what he could do with the Browns, but I just I right now I can't make, you know, I can't put a, a stamp on it that he'll definitely play and so I don't know what's going to go on there, but Sporty out of those three quarterbacks, who do you think's going to have the most success? Watson, Trubisky or Matt Ryan? Are you saying year 1? Yes, year 1. I'm going to say Watson plays and I think he'll be the difference maker. He's got uh he's a pretty good receiving core. Well, it just uh, he just, just has added, he has Cooper and Peoples Jones right now. Uh, Jarvis Landry's out of there. So they just added Amari Cooper, uh, Jakeem Grant. I, I think I think he'll be all right. And 
David Njoku, their tight end. Yeah. Plus they true. got Nick Chubb as a running back. He's another uh, guy Watson can throw to, and also Kareem Hunt. So yeah, he's got uh, about six guys he can throw to. Plus, I think so he can also run. So I think he'll thrive in that system as long as all these court hearings stuff get overpassed. I think he'll play, and I think he'll be the difference maker, and I think he'll have a excellent season. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a wild NFL free agency. I think it's going to you know keep going. Obviously, once we transition here into the draft, but uh, all right, enough NFL talk. Let's we're almost you know we're about ten minutes out from an hour. Let's let's get the spinning wheel here and let's let's wrap this thing up. All right, so let's go, oh, fellas. Spinning wheel. Last time that we will have three spins each. So hey, Hadley, update update the standings here. Yeah. Okay. So after spin six, we're we're doing that instead of weeks because it's not really weekly. Um, we got Sporty in last at negative one. We have Kev made a huge little revolt from being in last season, second with five after a perfect week, and then I broke even, and I'm still at thirteen. So. That being said, if it ended today, Sporty would be paying. But yes, sir. we have some spins left to go. So yeah. here we Kev. go. All right. Kevin's up first. Kevin's up first. Who does he get? Please give me Mitch. I hope I get Michigan. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be too far. Miami. Yes. Yes. That's here that, we go. That is a solid pick right there. So go ahead and jot down Miami for me. I'm just going to spin right away. Still Kev's, or Kev's pick, right? Yeah. Yes, got three. If there's any repeats like that. Like that, back-to-back Miami. Spin again. Like last time. See, there's only 16, and there's going to be, what, three. Right. There's going to be nine taken. Yeah. Duke. All right, I'll take Duke. I'll take Duke. Duke, Miami. Make me. Can we go Just give me. Carolina yeah, give me all ACC. North Carolina. Give me all ACC here. Looks like it's gonna be St. Peter's. Uh, not not a good not not a good uh, way to end. Not a good way to end. Okay, so St. Peter's, Miami, and Duke. Sporty. I'm ready, buddy. I'm due. He's due. <laughs> Looks like you're gonna be riding with Villanova. All right. Villanova's one. By the time I'm around, I might be spinning this thing like eight times. Yeah, exactly. Providence for Sporty. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Providence, Villanova, and... Oh, it was oh, it's Providence again. Jeez. Providence again. <laughs> that was a clip. Would you have liked that it was fate there, Sporty, considering you said it was steamrolled? UCLA. Okay. You got those three sport? Yes, sir. So UCLA. I forget your other two. Not gonna lie. Providence and Nova. Yeah. Okay. Alright, as for me, there's only a few left. Looks like I'm gonna get Michigan. Ah, that's Michigan. A, so that's gonna be So right now That'll be a spread. Right now looking at the lines here. For tomorrow, Villanova's Villanova's right now at uh, Texas Tech. <laughs> Texas Tech, I don't like that one. Hadley, right now Texas Tech, I think is the favorite right now to no win. No way. They they're at a minus one spread. Oh, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas minus nine. They're plus nine and a half. And Hadley, okay. Hadley Michigan is plus five right now. I'm absolutely gonna go Michigan one. I mean, for three. What what are the lines my games, Kev? Well, you said minus five. No, but what, what was the Providence line? Uh, Providence line is they're plus seven and a half, and UCLA UCLA is minus two and a half. All right, I'll give you Hadley. You ready for mine? Well, just recapping. Who I got? Texas Tech, Michigan, and who's the last team? Oh, Arkansas. Um. And you said Texas Tech is the favorite? As of right now, yeah, they're minus one. Oh, boy. Um, it's so actually, okay, hey, all right, ready. so 
honestly, give me give me three for Miami. I'm taking them spread. I'm taking them minus two and a half. Um, and I'll take them whatever, even if it jumps up by you know Friday. I'll take Miami spread no matter what it is. Um, then I'll take Duke. That would get you. That would get you plus money because they're apparently they're dogs right now. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna take that money line. Um, okay. With two points, and then give me St. Peter's spread plus twelve and a half with one point. Okay. What is their spread? Out of curiosity. Plus twelve and a half. Okay. It's forty. All right. Here. What? What's? What can I do with spread and money line here? What's? What's? So you can probably. I mean, you have. Just tell us what what teams you like, and then. Yeah. So Villanova's favored by five. Um, you could probably take them just money line if you wanted to. Um, I don't think there. Right. I don't think there's gonna be more than three hundred. So, all right, I I got my I got my picks. I'm ready. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right, three. Take right back to here. Money line, Nova. Nova money line. Whew. Okay, what's two? Um, you know what? Get. Give me UCLA Browns with a spread. Okay, so they're minus two and a half. Yep. I'll ju- we'll just give you money money line. What? So money line, all right. So they don't have to cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just get money line. And my the, the Friars, let them fry at seven and a half, one point. <laughs> <laughs> so Providence spread. Yeah. Okay, so, so, Kev, it would make sense for you to take... Miami money line. Yeah, Duke. I'm taking Duke money line. You could do their spread, right? They're like plus one. Yeah, but I'm gonna take their money line. Okay. And then St. Pete spread. Okay. All right. So the last of the three confidence we got Kev doing one St. Peter's, two Duke, three Miami, Sporty one Providence, two UCLA, three Nova, me one Texas Tech. Two, I f- forget what it even was. I didn't write it down. Oh, Arkansas. Yes, Arkansas spread, and then three Michigan spread. So I'm going to have to be a spread warrior. Spread warrior this week. All right, we're coming down to the end here. Um, hey, we could see a. Hey, we could see a Sporty and Hadley. Both of you guys could still get your three pointers. Uh, Villanova could win by one, and that would that would cover both of them. Yeah, I just need Michigan to make it a game. Yeah, that's big. So, this is this is this is gonna get pretty tight here. So, um, I think it's gonna wrap it up for this week's pod. Uh, next week we'll we'll be able to uh, break down the final four um, and probably have some some NBA talk as we get closer here uh, towards the end of March Madness, and then I'm sure something will go on in the NFL this week uh, to talk about. So, uh, fellas, any any uh, final remarks? Um. Can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah. All starts tomorrow. Let's go, Timmy. I'm rooting for you. Twin. uh, Oh, yeah. Real quick. For any listeners out there, if Drew Timmy and the Gonzaga Bulldogs go to the championship and he drops 40 and a winning effort, I am shaving my beard and keeping a mustache. Hey, mark it. Mark it. Mark it. I'm going to cut this audio clip. I'm going to put it on Twitter. Please do. That that's happening. I'll make it clean right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Sport- if, here it is. Ready? This, what? The clip. All right. Go ahead. Make make it right now. Go ahead. Just state it. I have the Holleran. Will shave my beard where there is only a mustache left. If Drew Timmy scores forty points in a winning effort for Gonzaga in the national championship. All right. There it is. There it is. Sealed. Sporty, any final remarks? I guys got one thing to say. What? Timmy! Timmy. Oh, uh, God. Timmy. Timmy the man-child. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm, I'm rooting for Michigan. I, I I hope they knock off Nova, and I hope, I kind of, I kind of weirdly hope that they can go to, like, the Final Four at this point. I mean, my bracket's about 
Them or Miami? You like to see one double digit seed. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Miami. I'll take Miami, Michigan in the Final Four, and you know, that would be interesting. That would that would be interesting, but uh, I don't know. I just I just hope we see some good games, and you know, continues to to be some good basketball. So um, I don't think there's one team in specific I'm rooting for, but just just some good games. So um, I think that's gonna wrap it. We'll send it next week. Chalk talk out.